Welcome to episode 39 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dan McGuinness, and joining me on the midnight meat train is my co-host, Jennifer, the Dream Warrior Strand. Every week we take one horror movie and we cut it to pieces with our internet dagger words, whatever that means. Together we are two people with a love of horror and feel the burn of our obsolete blockbuster slash movie land memberships. So, fun fact about myself, mm. which I, we do every week, yep. that I get burned straight into, like a you know a teenager after the prom, <laughs> into a vagina. Sure. <laughs> um, my fun fact for the week about myself is that my two favourite sitcoms in life are Frasier and Thirty Rock. Excellent choices. I see that you are wearing your Frasier t-shirt today. I am. I am. So cool. I know. <laughs> I love that it, shirt it, so it's, much. it's too um. It's too hard to explain how good this T-shirt is. Um, Imagine Frasier as a 90s Icelandic metal band. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. the T-shirt. <laughs> Still doesn't make any sense to people who can't see it. No. Um, do you have a favourite sitcoms? Now, sitcoms are, you know, they're different from just TV shows. Yeah. As in like, I don't know what the actual, uh, you know, definition of a sitcom is, but I consider these two sitcoms. Yeah. Yes. Well, a it's, situation comedy. It's situation comedy. Um. Yeah, okay, so I thought about this because I also use this as my fun fact because I hadn't prepared one because I'm an idiot. Um, oh, riffing off my facts. I did. I had to think about it really hard. It shouldn't be that hard. Well, I mean, Golden Girls for me. Like, yeah. I'm a huge fucking Golden Girls Yeah, it's fan. weird because I've got Frasier and you've got Golden Girls, which yep. are like two shows that aren't really liked that much, but we both love them. Yeah. Like, yeah, our own show. I mean, I love Frasier as well. Like, Frasier is such a good show. They just announced some Frasier pop vinyls, and I was almost going to message you, but I'm like, no. Nah, not yeah, pop you vinyls, can go to, go to fucking hell. When they release a NECA figure, I'll let you know. Oh. Yeah, when, oh. which they have done of Golden Girls, by the way. Thank you. That's too many figures. That's like a set. Yeah. You brought them in for me as well. Like, you got them for me. Oh, did I? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, your shop did. Thank oh. you. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. We're NECA. Yeah, they were Necker. Sick. I love Necker. Anyway, and so I thought about it a little bit more, and I'm going to say Seinfeld. Yeah, I like Seinfeld, but I never, yeah. like, loved it when it first came out kind yeah. of thing, so I feel like I'm a fake Seinfeld fan, even though I've watched it heaps. Um, but, like, I'll watch it, Frasier, you know, every couple of years, and yes. 30 Rock every couple of years as well. I've just gone yeah. through both of them again, actually, just recently. 30 Rock may be the funniest TV show I've ever seen. Like, I think clever, <laughs> funny you know, snappy humour that is not like any other humour because it's pure Tina Fey, like, nerd humour. Yeah. And then Frasier is this, like, really weird style of humour, which it's, like, lowest common denominator comedy for not lowest common denominator people because they talk, they're doing, like, you know, high-end classy jokes, you know, like yeah. Eames chair jokes, high-end wine jokes it and stuff. It shouldn't work, but it does. Yeah, it's like the people who don't understand the jokes about like the high-end classy stuff are just laughing because they're high-end classy idiots. But there, yeah. there's actually another joke layered in there for people who understand what they're talking about. It's a great show. Yeah. I mean, Kelsey Graham in real life, I heard he's a horrible person, but like. He's had a very, very interesting life, though. Like, I think there's been a lot of murder. Mm. He's experienced murder. Mur what, like a Keanu Reeves life? Yeah. Oh, that's hard. Anyhow, yeah. I'm not going to judge the show on who he is because, no. like, yeah. No, well, can't. we can't do that because, I mean, we hear that Alec Baldwin's a bit of a dick too. Yeah, well, he was a massive, isn't he, like a right-wing like yeah. kind of dude? Like, And, yeah, yeah. And he plays like a weird right-wing guy in 30 Rock, but 
jests at it. Like, yes. It's weird. I don't understand. Well, um, I mean, so I just leave that shit. I just That's right. It's not going to stop me from enjoying shows. Like I really love uh, Roseanne. Mm. Um, it's like I really love Rolf Harris. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really I, love Bill Cosby. I like. <laughs> yeah, so like, I really enjoy Roseanne, um, but I just don't. I can't think about all this other shit outside of it because I still want to enjoy this show. It's true. Anyhow, let's move on to our. Oh, that's it for you. That's it for me. Nice spoiler cast. Yes, every week Jennifer and I set ourselves a horror movie to watch, and then we go through it scene by scene, spoiling the fuck out of it. It's a deep dive into glorious gore, hard edits, cheesy acting, directing madness, severed wangs, and compound fractures. Speaking of compound fractures, I watched Psycho Goreman. Oh my god, so did I, and there was a compound fracture. I it's, was it a funny one? Anyhow. We, we digress. Um, we have a rating system. Yes. Uh, for, the, for those of you playing at home, our rating system goes a little something like this. We've got the A, which is awesome. Everybody should watch. B is our beer and chicken wing group movie. F is for fun and dumb. C is a classic that's worth a watch. We've got the U, which is underrated. G is good for its time but is not held up. We've got the J, Jen special. The D, Dan special. We've got a W, which is whatever, so off my radar. We have the Kesha low budget hot mess and the McConaughey, <laughs> which is the fucking fucked. Yeah, that's true. Um, what what are we watching this week? We're watching oh the OG Friday the Thirteenth. That's yeah. right from so nineteen eighty. Yeah, which is very exciting. I think I don't think we've done a Friday the Thirteenth movie yet, have we? No. So this is the first one. So it's always nice to you know. As they say in the sound of the music, you you start at the very beginning. It's a very Truth. good place to start. Total, um, you know, uh, what's that thing called when you, you know, I hadn't seen this. You I thought seen I'd it. seen this. Yep. I just assumed I'd seen this. And when I was watching it, I'm like, I haven't seen any of these scenes. Yeah. I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'd seen like the end shot. Yep. Um, but I realized, yeah, when I went through my Friday the 13th run, I reckon my, now I have visions of my mate going, don't want to watch the first one. Jason doesn't come into it with the second one. So let's like, you know, let's do that. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, it's really strange because like I was watching this and I was thinking, cause we, we've discussed that we need to be more involved, uh, our faces need to be more involved with our social media. So I'm like, oh, yeah, like, you know, i got a heap of Friday the 13th stuff. Like, I'll grab out my hockey mask and I'm like, I can't. Because Not yet. he doesn't come in until the second one. Don't you have your Mrs. Voorhees mask on? <laughs> I always have your my Your sweater? Mrs. That's what I look like when I first wake up in the morning. Is that sweater got something to do with the later ones that she's wearing? Isn't that like the girl comes out wearing it at one stage? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you, you can wear the sweater in the video. How much is that video game? Like now watching this first one. The video game is so good, eh? Mm-hmm. Like that, that, that the, the one they did recently that got dropped. It's gone now. Well, it got dropped because of licensing because there's this whole fucking thing. And I think as of today, something popped up on my Facebook feed about uh, Sean S. Cunningham, who, by the way, has directed and created um, the whole sort of franchise. Um, he's suing someone regarding Friday the 13th. Oh, it's all this stuff. Oh, yeah, there's that whole the Friday the 13th like court case that we've talked about yeah. before. Like um, someone owns the idea of Jason and the hockey mask. Yes. But the idea of Jason before he had the hockey mask is a different entity like yes. in, the, in the law, in the eyes of the law, in the mm-hmm. eyes of the big man. Mm-hmm. 
Anyhow, what's its um, what's its vital statistics? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, like I just said, Sean S. Cunningham was the director, and he's been responsible for producing and directing a lot of the other Friday the Thirteenth franchise films. Um, screenplay is by Victor Miller, um, who I think has also done pretty much the same with his the rest of his career. It stars Betsy Palmer and Betty. Kevin Bacon, and I'm just going to throw this one in there: Harry Crosby. Who that- many of you don't know because who, why would you know him? Um, he plays Bill. He is the son of Bing Crosby. All right. Yeah. Old famous crooner. And I will get to why that's kind of semi, it's not really that important, but it, it's a little bit of a fun fact. So when we rock into fun facts, I'll uh, loop round. The budget for this film. 40 bucks. 40 bucks. Exactly. It basically is. $550,000 was the budget for this film. Yeah. They the box office gross was fifty nine point eight million dollars. That's a winner. That's uh You know, yeah. that's only a hundred and twenty times what you've spent on it. Holy fucking <laughs> shit. That's a lot of money. That's yeah. that's a lot of scratch. That is um maybe one of the reasons now why horror movies continue to be made. Because mm-hmm. everyone was chasing that, you know, that uh that's what's that thing? Chasing the golden egg of yeah. like what happened here. Yeah. And moving straight into our fun facts, the first one that I will throw at you is I mean, so this came out in 1980. So two years after John Carpenter's Halloween came out. Yep. Uh, so Victor Miller just out and out admitted that he was purposely writing the success of Halloween. And that is also why they attached um, Harry Crosby to the film, was because they thought if they had like. A, a famous actor's child. It could famous be- actor's child's sister's brother's former roommate's dog. Yes. Um, didn't quite work out uh, the way that they kind of expected it, but um, that's fine. Um, so following to that, Tom Savini was one of the first crew members on board um, because the producer idolized his makeup and special effects in Dawn of the Dead from mm. 1978. Nice, nice. And uh, anyone who knows us, we love the Savini. He's a good guy, eh? He's, a great guy. he's even still a good guy to this day, he which is, is always nice to know. And he's just like this really buff, like granddad now. Yeah, I love his. Instagram. He's all old and weathered, weathered in a good way though. Weathered with experience. Okay, what's its synopsis, Jen? What's all its right. tagline? Is that what they're called? <laughs> yeah, Tag- it's a tagline. Yep. Um. Oh, my last fun fact, which is super fun fact, is uh, Ari Lehman, who plays Jason at the end of the film. He's actually in a punk band called First Jason. First Jason. First Jason. And he has like this guitar. Still riding on this he's, shit. Oh, he's he's riding it fucking hard. Hard and fast. Um, don't think he's actually successful, but I don't care. Well, um, he would be like my age now. Yeah, about that. Yeah. yeah, like But he's got this crazy guitar that's in the shape of a machete. So he's he's going ham in this and I am living for it. Yeah, that's wicked. All right. Synopsis. They were warned. They are doomed. And on Friday the 13th, nothing will save them. Bom, bom, bom. Camp counselors are stalked and murdered by an unknown assailant while trying to reopen a summer, summer camp that was the site of a child's drowning. So what's weird about this film is like, it's not even like, there's not even a camp. There's it's, not even any kids. It's not a camp yet. Yeah, no. it's not even a camp. It's like, it's a shut down condemned camp with a bunch of bloody do-good idiots trying to get it back together. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, so it opens. Yep. No credits. Full moon. Full moon. No, you know, no, no, no opening. No. No. Um. No, none of that. Like you know, titles or you know, who made the film. 
We don't need to know that. Cut straight to a shot of Camp Crystal Lake Mm -hmm. in 1958. Yep. And I'm like, I didn't know this was set in 58. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Or is it? Mm. It's a bunch of teen counsellors and they're all like, they're kumbaya Yeah, They're doing that standard like sitting in a group with the guitar and they're like, Michael rode the boat ashore. Yeah. Hallelujah. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, they're, they're in a cabin. They're around a, a fire that's on. So we're like, this is Camp Crystal Lake, peak Camp Crystal Lake, as yeah. in like. This is the heyday of Crystal Lake. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get a POV shot. So we're going, we're, they're going hard, they go hard on the POV shot in this, they're as really- in the point of view of the killer. Should be a POVK. Point of view killer. killer. Yeah. The pov shot. Um, mainly just coattailing off of, of Halloween, um, which they did in that, which was kind of, you know, not mm. as, as popular at the time. Nope. Um, but it's also a great way not to show who's killing people because you can't see it. Mm-hmm. Although it does give away, it, it totally blows it sometimes in this film. Anyhow. Yeah. Point of view of all the little kids, like they're at the camp, they're sleeping in there. You know, he, someone snuck into their room. They're all sleeping in their little beds and stuff. They're, yeah. they're quite younger than the kids that we see. The teenagers, the dastardly camp counselors who are playing the most boring songs ever around their thing. And we get the cool music come in instantly. Mm. The. Um, you got a little fact about that? I have a fact, but you can just do it anyway. I enjoy your fact. Um, so yeah, um, Alfred's, uh, was it Alfred? Let me just. Henry. Henry. Thank you. Why am I thinking Alfred? Hen- Henry Manfredi came up with the now classic <laughs> vocals attached to the score. It's also his voice. Oh, really? Yes. Because everyone thought it was like kill, 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 but it's actually like, isn't it kill, kill, kill for mum, mum, mum? Or yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's meant to be some like. I think it's like kill, 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 mum, mum, mum. Yes. Um, That's what it is. But yeah. it's like ki ki ki. I thought it was ki 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 ha ha ha. Yeah. Well, everyone's like ch ch ch. Yeah, like he's laughing. It's like yeah, okay. But it's actually yeah, kill 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 ma ma ma. Yeah. Um, which implies he wants to kill his mum. Well, it implying that he wants to kill his mum, or maybe you know someone. Kill kill kill. Mum 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 mum. Mum go fucking kill these people. Then we cut back to the counselors. They're still in their room, like buddy rat shit singing. Ah. Two what? teens eye-fucking each other from across the room. Oh, oh. It doesn't matter. These people are inconsequential to the story. <laughs> I worked out pretty soon. Yes. As in every character is in this film. <laughs> like, seriously. Uh, two counsellors sneak off to have mm-hmm. a bang. <laughs> That's all they do. Like, That's pretty much just, what they Yeah, do. they're like, let's go and sneak away and have a sex. Then <laughs> <laughs> um, we get, obviously, we have the point of view shot of someone sneaking out. You know, that they, they go up to... They're like like in the boat shed or something. A barn? Yeah, like where are you? Doesn't matter. We see the point of a POV person looking at these teens like, oh, look at them. They're doing doing wrong things. Sinful things. Um, And then what happens? Yep, okay. So we get the POV in the boat shed heading up the stairs to where the two teens are like laying not quite sexing because they're still wearing their clothes. but Don't know what they're doing. Doing some dry humping. Amateurs. Yep. Um, it would have been over by now for them anyway. Um, True. one of the girls just it like, was for me. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, just quickly, she's like, oh my god, somebody's there. And we're seeing the point of view, so we're they're, they're yep. addressing the camera as if, oh, they're, they're suddenly they're busted. Yep. Uh oh. Oh, we. The boy gets up and he's like, oh, we weren't doing anything as fucking... he's like tucking his boner in. Yeah. Um, and he immediately gets stabbed in the stomach. We don't actually see it. We just no. see him go. Ugh! Yeah, that happens a little bit in the film. It's like you just get this, and then all of a sudden he kind of steps back. He's got blood all over his shirt, and he's kind of holding his 
you know, stomach and falls down. Um, the yeah, girl, this is more POV. It's almost like the first found footage film. Almost, yeah. <laughs> like, because, I mean, they did it in Halloween, but they didn't do it much. No. They did it a bit at the start. I think that's all they did it. Yeah. Was that, just that opening. So I think, because Peeping Tom was, was, came out in the 60s and that was like a film that was pretty much done in POV. And then Maniac. Um, don't know if you've seen Maniac. The one with the holding the, the scalp on the thing? Yeah. yeah. And then they remade that with Elijah Wood and it was really good. Um, anyway. Oh, was that a remake of that, that Maniac film? Well, they did. Yeah, the one with Elijah Wood. So yeah. they did one in the 80s or the 70s. Yeah. Then Elijah Wood. Anywho, I digress. Um, yeah. So then we see the guy, he gets stabbed, he falls to the floor and the girl tries to escape. We're still all in POV kind of vibe. She gets caught. Um and then, you know, as in, like, she kind of falls back and then the camera zooms, like, the POV zooms in on it and she screams. And then we get, like, a freeze frame shot. I know. Freeze frame to slow fade out. I love a freeze frame. Her, but it's her face in mid, like, yeah. Yeah, she's, like, you know, in scream. Um, and then it cuts to black screen and then we get this. Hard music. Yeah, we get yeah. The, the Friday the 13th. Now, I don't know about you, but this um, soundtrack had a very heavy psycho vibe to it. Well, yeah, I, I called it Chaotic Strings and Horns. Yeah. But first we get kind of the, the title comes in of, of Friday the 13th. It's, it's in 3D, you know, yeah. drawn in 3D that you used to draw when you were a kid like yes. that. And it smashes into some glass. And I was like, is this in 3D or was this in 3D? But there wasn't because was Friday Part 3 was in 3D, wasn't it? But I was like, but that looks so much like a 3D opening, eh? It was weird. Yeah. And then we get, you know, black screen, white credits, as in like, you know, just textbook simple with the chaotic strings and, yep. and mad horns and stuff, which I'm obviously playing over what we're talking about now. Yeah. Um, and then that goes for a while and it does a fade to white. There's a whole bunch of fade to whites in this this movie, which are... Should have been a star white. Oh, no. It's no, <laughs> it's no blue harvest. Wow, okay. <laughs> um, and then we cut to a small town. Yep. Small town. Very idyllic. Very nice. It's kind of like, you know, one main street where everything is. And obviously all the houses that are surrounding it are like 10 miles away. Yeah. So And we, and we get a, uh, a little title down the bottom. It says, Friday, June 13th, The Presence. I'm like, oh, it's set in 2021. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, it could be. It's the, all. It's very open it, to, sub, you know, whatever you think. Yeah. It's, oh, it's The Presence because they'll join a future proof. <laughs> hey, that fashion is uh, probably around now. They didn't realise that 40 years later we are going to be still watching this film. <laughs> Maybe not. I'm okay with it. Um, we get a shot of a backpacker girl. She's like, I'm so happy. I'm a backpacker. She she does have this very, like, she's she's got a, the thumbs through the straps and she's kind of like, making my way downtown, walking fast. Going to Crystal Lake, <laughs> going to mould some young minds. <laughs> and yeah, she, she's like, she's stoked to be, uh, I don't know what her job is, a counsellor. Yeah. Well, she, we, don't, we don't know that yet. Um, she's, you know, she starts, she comes up with this mangy looking dog. Like, he was a gross looking dog. Shut up. I would have stopped and patted the dog. And too. she starts patting the dog because she's so happy. She's like, look at your little dog. You're a little <laughs> dog. I'm going to pat you. Oh, mange. <laughs> <laughs> Please and ticks. Why are your fur coming off of my hand? <laughs> and now this normal. It's a, a border collie. She it's asks fine. for directions too. She's so, like, do right. you know how to get to Camp Crystal Lake? Yeah, the dog's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know, David. Uh, she goes into a diner. Yep. Oh, and it's weird because like, at first like, it says this scene up. It's like everyone kind of looks around. It's like, you know, like the person's walking into the saloon and the whole place goes silent. Yeah. So all these people are going to be crazy. And then they're all just start being nice to her. 
Yeah, I like, think it's well because they know that she's going to be dead soon. Maybe I don't know. Um, but she, I mean, she walks in. I'm guessing this town does not see many people come through. So this is not, you know, seeing a young girl of that age coming in with a backpack looking that positive. They're like, oh, they're like, fuck off. <laughs> she's like, where's Camp Crystal Lake? And they're all like, it's about uh, twenty. Yeah, miles. Everyone looks at her like they've just, like, she's just shit the bed. After she has <laughs> that, they're like, uh. And then all of a sudden, there's this uh, friendly guy. Yep. They're like, oh, old, old friendly man will take you up there. Yeah, it's like, oh, old, old Dave here. He's he's going about fifty miles that way, but he'll drop you off about halfway. Half so as long way, as he can he take you walk the rest of the way. And he's a nice guy. Yeah. Old friendly guy, I called him. And um, yeah. And then they're walking out. So they're walking out together. She's like, cool. I'll get into the car with the stranger. <laughs> she was not taught about stranger danger. It's true. Uh, and then we run into what, which may be the ultimate warning man you know the warning man in all in all horror films like, like in cabin in the woods you know yeah. the, which i i'm pretty sure the guy in cabin in the woods is based on this guy yeah because he says too many of the same things yes. like so yeah. we get this old crazy guy's like you're going up to camp blood aren't you yeah you know doomed doomed <laughs> he warns them they're all like but then like the trucky guy he's like oh ralph you and your Death curse theory. Yeah, he just kind of like, like fobs him up. It's got a death curse on it. And he's actually speaking like that. He's just, <laughs> yeah, worst crazy warning guy ever. I like, love it. I wrote in there. Like, he's just like, he's like he's reading the lines and trying not to laugh. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> and now they ignore crazy, uh, crazy Ralph. His name yeah. was Ralph, wasn't it? His name yeah. was Ralph, yeah. Uh, they ignore Crazy Ralph. They get in their car and they start to drive to camp. Yeah. They're cruising along. They're in like a kind of big red truck he's, he obviously owns a business and it's just mm. some sort of car but he's just, he's driving they're driving along and he basically the driver just relays the story yeah so yeah so he's basically just start saying about like oh you know this in 1958 there was like a drowning that happened at the the lake and it's it's cursed everything's there's cursed and two kids were murdered in 58 after no in 1957 a kid drowned in 1958 two kids were murdered so yeah. you know one year later yeah probably on friday the 13th oh. um and he's like you should quit yeah he's just like quit and he's like he's such a dick to her He's just like, you fucking stupid kids, you don't listen, you should quit. And then he's just like, she goes, no, I'm not going to quit. Yeah. And she's like, okay. Yeah, he's like, mm, well, let's get back to another conversation. I mean, she's going there, she's, she's going to be. He calls her dumb heaps. Yeah. He goes, he's dumb, dumb kid, dummy, dumb, dumb. <laughs> if I was like picked up a hitchhiker who was clearly going somewhere that they were probably going to get murdered, I'd probably be like, you're an idiot. Don't do that. And then he drops her off out the front of the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> Just to add to a bit of wom wom wom, yep. and, and then she's off. He he leaves. He's never back in the story again. So she's but she gets halfway there. <laughs> Could have driven her the whole way. Yeah, I know it's. It's then, probably just like a little bit down the road. Like what what's it going to be? Just be a nice, be a good Samaritan. And then we cut to a new scene, new characters, red truck, red cut, heavy bent. Yeah, it's a red Ford. Yeah, like a pickup. Uh, and we got introduced to Kevin Bacon. Yep, the Baconator. As a character. Don't know his name, doesn't matter. No. Nope. Uh, and two other inconsequential guy and a girl in the car nope. with him. They're now, playing some heavy banjo music too. It's like full banjo, like like what you the, would be chasing. Like the Dukes of Hazards. Like yes. should have been like they should have been running away from the old, like the police car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so I'm just gonna say this now, straight up out of the bat. Uh all the characters in this film 
They never introduce their names. They really don't. They don't actually say their names till what halfway through the character's part. So half this film, I'm like, guy, girl, because they don't introduce. Now, do you want to know why? It's because every character in this film is so inconsequential to the story. Yeah. That the only yeah, it, it it's hopeless. Like they it made me not care about this film so much. Not giving a character a name and then you're supposed to care that they die. Nah. No. And I know people love this film, but I'm still going to rag on it because that's what I do. That's fair. Well, yeah, so just just keep in mind that I've, I've, for myself as well, I don't remember a lot of their names, so we'll probably just refer to people. Like I remember some names, but we'll probably just refer I'd to people as like – I'd make up some names. Well, Kevin Bacon, guy, I'll just call Kevin Bacon. I've referred to him purely as the is, Baconator throughout yeah. this whole – It is actually Kevin Bacon, the actor as well. We're not just calling him Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, you know, he's a, he's a gigantic pig that's been cooked. <laughs> Anyhow, they rock up at camp. And straight away we get access to the view of a character which I just called Steve Jorts. <laughs> so there's this guy, imagine a man, older than all the rest of them. He's just wearing cut-off short shorts, like mm-hmm. denim shorts and nothing else. Mm-hmm. And he's oh no, he's wearing one other thing, a giant moustache. And a kerchief. A, and a kerchief. <laughs> well, I wrote neckerchief, but you're right, it is yeah. a kerchief. Um, and he's just chopping, a, he's just not actually doing anything. Yeah. It looks like he's chopping wood. He's trying to get a stump out of the ground, but he's trying to get a stump out of the ground by just chopping an axe into the top of it when they rock up. And I'm like, that's not getting a stump out of the no. ground. No. Anyhow, this is Steve Jorts. He is now, he is probably the most senior person in the film. He is the guy who's kind of, I reckon, got the money together to yeah. do up Camp Crystal. Like, this is his baby, his vision. He is hiring all these young people to help him out. Yeah. So- Steve Jorts. Steve Jorts. So it's essentially like two weeks before camp starts and they're just – they're all out there to fix it up. And they're basically in – Finishing like, touches on. No, they're basically in, you know, they're in crunch mode. They're yep. trying to get it all done before it all happens because they realise that they've bitten off more than they can chew. Yep, that sounds about right. Because, you know, anyhow, Jorts um, – Jorts visits – it's just like they kind of talk to each other for a couple of seconds and he's like, go do some things. They're like, okay. Yeah, it's it's a um, lot of like needless conversation. And then there's another girl introduced. Yes, we're introduced to Alice. Alice, yeah, I didn't know yeah. her name. She's introduced and she they Kevin Bacon and, and that group walk off together and then in the next shot she is suddenly putting gutters up by herself. Yeah, I'm a, I'm There's a real bad cut there. It yeah, it is a bad cut. And I'm very surprised as to how come she's on a ladder with nails in her mouth, nailing up a gutter and, and Steve Jorts is like just chopping a stump. Yeah, or just not even doing anything. He just rocks up and he like, you know, she's got a sketch pad there. And Steve George picks up the sketch pad and she's drawing some money. He's like, you draw very well. He's basically eye-fucking, yeah? He's a, he's, he just looks like a sex, sex pest to me. He's, yeah. he's got that vibe. I mean, he's still got no shirt on and he's still got that moustache on. <laughs> like, he should have taken that moustache off. <laughs> yeah, and he basically, every, uh, he, he says everything in his most I want to fuck you voice. Yep. My understanding from this scene was that they had a relationship. Yeah, they, they had history. Because she's like, it was a mistake. Yeah. It was she, one half. She was like, oh, maybe I'm going to leave. And he's like, what can I do to make you stay? Yeah. And he, he bails, doesn't he? Yeah. He just bails after he says, like, you're really good at drawing, you sexy bitch. <laughs> he walks off. And then we get a point of view. Yeah. Killer point of view of, like, the girl counsellor walking around. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. She's walking towards the lake. Um, yeah, no, she's heading, yeah, towards the lake to talk to another counsellor. So we're briefly introduced to another counsellor who's painting something. He's painting all the wood, um, which is Bill and he is Bing Crosby's son. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I just called him Kid. Because yeah. um, we're not introduced to his name till way further down the film. And then it said... We also get well, the, the point of view shot of her walking to see Bill. Um, she walks past the... You know, there's this person hiding behind a tree. She walks past him and they would have been like half a metre away from each other. And I'm like, she would have seen him. Yeah. She says, he's right in front of her. He's like a foot away from her and there's nothing around them. Why didn't she see him? He was hiding behind a twig. Yeah, he's just maybe the master maybe, of disguise. He's got the predator camouflage. Yeah. Anyhow, you would have totally sent. And when we cut to Jorts, Counselor leaving the gang in his Jeep. Yep. So he's just like, hey guys, I'm leaving. And man, I think he's away now for basically the whole film. Pretty much. And I don't know why he left. Like, yeah, there's a massive chunk of this film is about Jorts getting back. And as you'll see, it's for no reason. But like, why did he leave? Because, yeah. I he know. went to go get bait. He didn't really. I just made that sure. up. That's the only reason anyone leaves in the country is I need to get bait. Yep, sounds about right. <laughs> um, as in fishing bait. So then we cut to a, um, another counsellor girl, which yes. is another person that hasn't even had their name introduced, and she is setting up the archery range. So yes. And I'm like straight away, okay, there's going to be an arrow death or some shit. She's like fixing up a target and suddenly from out of the blue, zhwink, yeah. an arrow Hits in next to her head into the um, target target that she's putting up. And surprise, it's just Screech from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Pretty much. Savini actually took the shot as well. So he he's like an archer because, of course, he fucking is. Yeah, because they actually fired an arrow right next to her head, didn't they? Yeah. In the good old times of yeah. no occupational health and safety. <laughs> um, and then we cut to like this. It can only be described as Screech from Saved by the Bell. Like yes. a thin, curly-haired wacky character who doesn't have a name either at this point. No, he doesn't. So we have now one, two, three, four characters that don't have it. I didn't know if they've said Steve yet. I just know his name. I I didn't think they've named any characters out loud at this point, which is a terrible faux pas for a film. Yeah. I um, think there was probably like a scene where it's like, oh, hi, I'm blah, 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 and blah. But yeah, but you're very like, it was quick. a blink and you miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, Screech, like, you know, she's just like, ah, oh, you nearly killed me. And then. He just, he does some like weird flirting thing, like, you know, the equivalent to a five-year-old pulling a girl's hair. Yeah. Well, and, I think like, Screech off. likes this girl, but she likes Kevin Bacon. Or this is isn't even like, that girl. Oh my God. The... <laughs> he's just like. He's a Screech is just all over any chick that will give anything it Anything with a vagina he's on. Oh man. Anyhow, Screech, I called him. Yeah. That's cool. Um. We cut back to the backpacker girl now. She's still walking along the road, doing shit, grinning, walking <laughs> along the road. Anyhow, um, she's a Jeep drives past and yep. stops, and she's just like, I'll get in that Jeep with that person. Yeah, it's like, are you heading? I'm heading out to Crystal Lake. So she gets in the Jeep, and uh, yeah. So- and then we suddenly realize that it's a point of view Jeep driving. Like, oh, okay, so it's clearly the killer because, like, yep. They haven't shown the person driving for a long time, which mm-hmm. is. Um, yep. So she's she's trying to talk, and there's no conversation. Of course, the jeep passes the road to down to Crystal Lake, and she notices, and she's like, "Oh, hey, I th- I, you missed you missed the turn off. Like, you should probably, you know, turn around and 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 no, you're not saying anything. You're not no. Okay, I'm feeling really uncomfortable. Maybe you just maybe just stop. Let me out. Like it's fine. No. Okay, they're gonna speed up. Yep. I'm just going to open the door and jump out right She now. just jumps out. She does. She just opens the door, jumps out. She dives 
head first out of the jeep into a ditch into a ditch and then and runs no, it's not even just like it's into a ditch so it's even further down like the fall yeah but then it, like, the shot when it cuts to her actually falling is the weakest looking it's like she's just jumped up just going eh. <laughs> just jump like from like standing position That's the best way that it can be described so she's she's kind of hurt and she goes running off into the woods obviously followed by the car reverses back yeah. to go you know and this this uh crazy driver crazy taxi she shouldn't have gotten into crazy taxi <laughs> she should have gone i want to go to camp crystal lake yeah 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 <laughs> anyhow um enough of the dreamcast references i love it um so yeah so now she's running through the woods. This goes on for a little bit. Do we get too a bit long. of the kiki ki ha ha ma ma ma? We do. Yeah. Yeah. And she's running through the woods, and then you get the POV that's walking through the woods. And then all of a sudden, she's like, she trips. She falls at the feet of the killer. Um, she gets up and she's immediately pushed against a tree. And we can see that these hands are definitely man Savini's hands because yep. he is actually uncredited as the knife wielder yes. in this movie. Yes, But he it's is. clearly not a woman's hands. I'm just going to throw that out there now. You, also, you you're see. spoiling it, Dan. <laughs> also, you see when like, he's driving up that he can see who it is. Yep. But that's not. There's a, there's a few things that if you look close enough, you'll see it, like uh, Kevin Bacon's boner. But sure, let's move. I've on. heard about the boner, and mm. um, I really want to see it. I didn't. I didn't notice it. How did I miss a Wang? This I is don't my. Know. But we even. I've got a PhD in Wang Watch. You really do. Even my girlfriend, she watched it with me last night. She's like, I'm like, oh yeah, and then you see Kevin Bacon's boner, and she's like, what? I missed it. Can I rewind? She's a lesbian. Why do you want to see that? She can't see penises. No. Well, it's true. We can't see penises. It's true. But it didn't stop us from rewinding and having a look anyway. Did you have a giggle? We did have a giggle. A girl giggle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at that dangling. <laughs> Anyhow, she she steps up in front of the killer and instantly gets her throat cut. And yep. this is a great looking throat cut. So yep. The old... um. So this is where it beat Halloween. Yes. It's violence. It's yes. gore. Where Halloween had Halloween had um I'm I'm comparing these two because they're very close together and yeah. they're kind of in the same genre thing. Halloween had the better acting, the better shooting, the better scenes, the better dialogue, the better I th- I think better music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the only thing it didn't have, which I said, is the violence. Where it's this true. has the violence. Yeah. Because they got Imagine Savini had worked on Halloween. It was very interesting. But if you remember from when we did our Halloween episode, the reason there wasn't as much violence in it was because Carpenter had previously done oh, some cop movie. Maniac Cop. No, oh, no. Assault no. Preset 13. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. And he was not condemned, but he was like... You're like, fuck, that's fuck. Finger pointed at for too much violence. So he dialed it back a lot for Halloween. He got finger pointed for the thing as well. I know. So they're like, we just got people liking aliens with E.T. and you bring this fucking thing out. <laughs> Winning. Uh, yeah, so she gets her throat cut. We see a full frontal fa- front shot of her throat. She leans back. You can see the throat open. The blood gushes out. And I'm like, ooh, good throat cut. Yeah. Good. That, And I'm like, pretty sure that that's Savini. It's all nothing but Savini. That's hard Savini. Yep. Fade to white. Yes. Okay, I love their fade to white. <laughs> As in like this is the spirit leaving the body and then going, moving towards the light. I wonder if that's what it was. Maybe. That's happened after a lot of the kills. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah. after the ghost reaches heaven, 
Uh, we cut to Kevin Bacon. Yes, we got some tomfoolery happening down the lake. And the gang. Mm. The gang. I just started calling them the gang because they don't have a name. That's fine. The Scooby gang. Yeah. Uh, they're out, you know, they're on the boats, the the, the jetties, those old, those like floating wharfy jetties or yep. whatever they are. Kevin Bacon. I have written here that Kevin Bacon supporting some huge budgie smugglers. Yeah, I mean. Is this the boner section? That's This is where you can see said boner. Um, but I mean, Kevin Bacon famously has quite a hog, if you will. Oh, really? Is he got? A, is, is he supporting a loaded weapon? He is. Yeah. Oh, that's he's good. He's been naked in a few films, and everyone's like, "Oh, yeah." Man. But if I was going to be in a film, I would do the man. Oh, maybe this is a thing we shouldn't. Like, you know, you get a boner and you wait for it to go down until it's at its most flaccid, still boner-looking point, and that's when I shoot my scene. So you, they give you the illusion that you have a big wang, but you don't. You just have a wang that's just half bonerized. Interesting. Interesting? Interesting. Because there's a couple of scenes where he's like laying belly down. So he's probably like, I, I can't shoot my scene right now. I, I'm just going to stay here. I'm just laying down. <laughs> Anyhow, Kevin Bacon may or may not be supporting a wang. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the gang, you know, the gang... Hang out. They go for a swim out yeah. out into the. They're chatting. Yeah. You know. Then we get this POV from the woods. Killers watching them. Killers across Killers the lake. Killers watching them. You know, fooling around at the lake, getting all mad. No, I've got a name here. Ned. Is that a person? Yeah, Ned is the fucking Screech kid. Ah, oh, Screech. Yeah. Okay, so Screech, Ned Screech. Um, he gets pulled. You know, he he suddenly drowns. Mm. And he's underwater. He's like, and they're all like, Screech, you're really bad at swimming. <laughs> he was really bad at swimming. He was just standing there. He's just like, hey, I'm having fun. And suddenly, like, yeah. I'm like, what's going on? You know, he's flailing around and then he disappears. And so they all. He doesn't even flail. He just goes straight yeah. down. He sinks like a bloody lead balloon. So they all jump in the in the lake and try and get to him. They've got a canoe coming out to pick him up. And they. Just know. to show that there are canoes. Good to know. Foreshadowing. Um, they pull him out and pull him onto the jetty thing and they start, one of the girls starts giving him CPR and then he grabs her and kisses her. Uh, so the whole thing, it was a ruse. It was a, I screech. don't appreciate that ruse. Ned Screech once again trying to get the ladies any way he can in the most inappropriate rape way. Sexual harassment is not okay. Mm. Um, <laughs> now you got to go. Changing after swimming? Of course you do. you got to go change your clothes. Yep. You uh, need to put on a nice fluffy pink dressing gown. So we cut to someone. It's Alice. A, a girl. Yep. Not named yet. Yes. And she's changing in her room and still like, uh-oh, there's a snake. There's a snake in my room. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I would have shit my pants and just burnt the whole camp down. Oh, really? You don't like snakes? I'm terrified. Sounds fine. I was just like, it's just a snake. I just have, kick it out. I have phobia. So how people are with spiders, I am with reptiles. Anyway, the gang just suddenly is all there. Everyone fucking comes in. Everyone runs in. Some dude's got a machete. Bill has a machete. Where the fuck did he get a machete from? Oh, I thought it was, is it is it the killer's machete? Well, I I feel that the killer's going to at some point take that machete. Do you feel like this was supposed to be a scene to make it feel like one of them was the killer? Yes. Because he's got a he's, machete. He's walked in with a machete. Yeah. But if you notice later on in the film, that whole boathouse is a fucking armory. Yeah, yeah, it is true. 
But wait. then there's a shot and they actually kill the snake. They do. They it's chop a... it actual, actually, and I'm like, yep, yeah, not into actual animal cruelty. No, it is like I will joke about killing it with fire, but, you know, let's not kill animals. This isn't Cannibal Holocaust. No. Um, yes, yeah, so I was off that straight away. I'm like, don't yeah. kill a snake on screen. Like, no. You, there's no, so there's obviously not a, no animals were harmed in this film. This is before that vibe. So yep. not really down with that. I was off that scene. I was just like, you just basically, they got a snake in. Yeah. And just to it. kill it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, great. You know, at, you know, when all is said and done, jokes aside, don't kill animals. It's not okay. Um, then a cop rocks up. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Just no reason. He rocks up. Ned's out the front of the camp. He's clearly got ADHD or something. So he's out the front of the camp. He's like, jorts are like pulled up real tight. Ned, Ned Screech. Yeah. Looking he... like a diaper. And he's wearing a Native American headdress. And he's just. He does a lot of um, inappropriation of Native Americans in yes, this movie. He does. Uh, but then again, there was still like, you know, the baseball team, the Redskins, until <laughs> recently. This is true. So a cop rocks up on a motorbike, the most overacted cop in the entire world. He's like, you damn kids. You know, and then like, yeah, Screech character just starts giving him lip and he's like, you vote, you playing with me, boy. Yeah. And, and he's like, what, what are you doing out here? What are you doing out in the lake? And they're like, what are you doing out here? Yeah. And they're basically like, well, the camp's opening in a couple of weeks. And they kind of explain it. And he's like, I'm out here looking for Ralph. And they're like, well, who the fuck's Ralph? Crazy Ralph. And we're like, oh, the crazy guy from the start. Yeah. And they're like, you know, he's... Sometimes if he's drinking, he goes. He comes out here, and uh, anyway, it's it's a very useless scene because he immediately gets radioed to go back to town. And you can tell this actor did not know how to ride a motorbike. It is the most, or because he has to go down, turn the motorbike around, and drive off. It is the most unbalanced, funny, like uh, yeah. uh, oh shit! He, he like, does the throttle accidentally and goes a bit too fast at if, one stage. If this was any other film, he would have ended. He would have like throttled it too hard and ended up in the lake. But yeah, it this was. This wouldn't have happened if Savini had been the double. Um. Then we move on. Yeah. So the cop just, just drives off. So we've been warned that Ralph is coming. He's around. He's he's in the area. He could potentially be here. Why would he go there? Because he was so against the place. Camp blood. Don't go there. It's cursed. The and our girl's doing some dishes. Because yep. why not? It's in the middle of the day. She's a lady. Yeah. Clearly, well, she does dishes. At this point, so Annie, who is the girl that has just died in the forest, she got her throat slashed. She was meant to be coming to the camp to be the cook. Oh. Yes, that's what she was doing. So they're sort of talking about, like, you know. There's no Annie. Um, anyway, Alice is putting some pots and pans away and opens the pantry door and Ralph. Ralph's in, in the pantry. He's just in the pantry. What was he doing? Waiting? He was just waiting. Waiting? And he just starts, what if they never went to that cabin? I know. He's just like, this place is cursed. You're doomed if you stay. And then he just walks out of the cabin like nothing happened, picks up his bike and he's like, Doomed. He's like, I am the messenger god. You're doomed if you stay here. I am the messenger god? Ralph's on the source. He's, he, and, but he's just like doomed. You're all doomed. Gets on his bike and rides he's away. Tre- the bike. He's treadly. But he keeps on going like, doomed, doomed. <laughs> and I'm like, it is this, the Cabin in the Woods guy. I thought that was overacting, but they just basically did the same dialogue. Um <laughs> Yeah. He just says doom like three times as he's riding off. But doom, nothing happens doom, and that's doom. it. That's the end of that chapter. 
Um, and then we cut to they're in the kitchen as a gang again. They're cooking, they're chatting, and they're they're like, oh, it's a shame that Annie's not here. Like, I hear she's a really good cook. Yeah, why isn't there a woman cooking for us? And it's Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bloody. Bacon's cooking. Kevin Bacon cooking up bacon. Something bacon. And yeah, something doesn't the lights go off or something? Or the lights aren't working. The lights aren't working, so they're like, we got to start up, start up the generator. My like, oh, generators! I know about this from the video game. Oh, you love a generator. I know. I love a starting up an old generator. So, so Kevin Bacon's like, oh yeah, I was told how to start the emergency generator. Let's go. Let's go to the emergency generator room. And most people went. Everyone. Like everyone goes. Like why do you all need to go places in a group? Because they're the gang. Yeah. Okay. And uh, no one knows anyone's name, so like they stick together. It's like they can't ask. The, they're all too embarrassed. They're like, I don't know this guy's name, but we've been here for like two days now, so let's just all go together. And then they kind of have that scene and that's done. Yeah, and they, go, they-, they go to the generator, they turn on the generator, the lights start working. And then they cut to Kevin Bacon. Yeah. He's in his, he's in his cabin kissing a girl. No, he's k- kissing a girl by the side of the lake. Yeah, they're having some kissy-kissy moments. Ned Spicer. And that's it. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, so Ned, Ned sees it. Ned Screech, he's like watching them from the bushes. He seems so butthurt about it too. He's like, oh, that's the girl that I kind of wanted to bone in between me wanting that's to bone. That's one of the girls girl. I wanted to bone. Yeah. So he's that's, all sad. Sook, sook, he's sook. like, now I have less odds of getting a baby camp. <laughs> he's kicking the ground and he's walking off. Um, as he's walking off, he notices someone heading into the cabin and he, you know, he obviously, he's like, hey, hello, who are you? And so he follows after them, and that's that's the the that's it. And then we cut back to Kevin make Kevin Bacon making out with the girl again. Yep, and they're talking about it's going to storm. Suddenly, a storm starts to roll in. Yeah, I love when a storm rolls in. It's because you, there's no pumpkin heads that rocking right, up. Look, I know. Bringing the big weather. Heck yes. And Kevin and Bacon, Kevin and Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin and Bacon yes. go back to the uh, the cabin and they start making out a little bit more. Mm. Something's so much happen. making out, such needless <laughs> lust. You hate it. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, and then we do also we cut back to the rest of the gang. Yeah, just to, just because we need to know where everyone is at all times in this film, even yep. though we don't care about them. So it's Bill, Alice, and nah. <laughs> the archery girl. Um, they're hanging out in front of the fire. Bill's playing some beautiful. He's very accomplished uh, musician, clearly. Um, He's and- that dickhead that rocks up to every party with a fucking guitar, and everyone's like, "Just put the, the stereo on." No, nah, man, let's play. Like, uh, let's uh, get a little bit closer to God. Oh, yuck! <laughs> so the archery girl, she's like, "I know what we can do. Let's play Monopoly." Alice is like, "I fucking hate Monopoly." Mm-mm. She's like, "Not the way I play." What do you mean? We play strip Monopoly. And I'm like, still the most boring game in the world because nothing happens. And they're like. Did you notice, like, no one's stripping for, like, an hour, it feels like. Well, so you have to thing. play Monopoly. And the idea is that when you land on someone's... It's when you have to pay rent. Yeah, but that doesn't happen so later in the game. You have to buy a bunch of properties and then you can... Yeah, who wants to get naked and think? I hate Monopoly. It's such a boring game. Um, and now it's pissing down with rain. Yeah. So the storm's here. It's coming down. We cut down. back to the Baconator and his girlfriend. They're having an awkward and... Just really awkward sex scene. The worst sex scene ever. It's just like, it's long, it's crap. It's long like Kevin Bacon's bacon. <laughs> he's bacon strips in his pants, which he stuffs down his jorts. <laughs> anyhow, this is as far as I'm going to go with It's that just one. really awkward. Like, she looks like she's having kind of a good time, but also I'm like, 
Are He's you? not really moving around that much. Yeah, they like they'll just like make out, like make it look like you're having sex. Yeah. Anyhow, the shot pans up to the top bunk, and we see a dead screech up there. Fuck, he's dead. What's what was wrong with him? He His just, throat was slashed. Just another throat slash. Boring. Yeah. Two of the same deaths. Yep. Um. So we cut back down, and uh, they kind of have their. So they start. Their very weird climax, which just was weird, but. You know, okay, now they kind of had their bit, and then she's like, I need to go do a piss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she needs to pee. He's getting dressed. He's putting his singlet back on. She goes off to pee. We have this very brief scene of them still playing Monopoly. Cut back, yeah. Cut it, back to it looks so boring. It's just like, you know how like, I no, play it. And it's just it's like, like, at this point, someone's just me. lost a boot. Yeah. Oh, dear. Nothing's happening. Baconator, he's laying on the bed. He lights a cigarette. Um, we get this little bit of blood drop onto his forehead. And he's kind and of you're like, like oh, oh, here we here we're gonna see him find the dead body. Nope. No, <laughs> he is immediately grabbed from under the bed. So it's someone's like hand, hand has reached up and like got it on his chest. Um, so from under the bed, an arrow is rammed up through the back of his neck, through his throat. Through yeah, and it looks great. It looks great because it's that whole thing of his head. This would have been in a different place, and that's just like a fake body coming yeah. out through. And it, yeah, it looks great. Um, you can't argue with that. No, but the gore in this film is great, and the gore in this film is what pushed this film along. I reckon it's true. If this had no gore, this just would have been like um, what's that other one we watched with the burnt guy? The burning. The burning kind of like <laughs> people liked it, but it got forgotten. Yeah. Where Friday the Thirteenth did not get forget. Hell no, um, but this film received criticism for being too violent and bloody. So and too boring in between the gore. So the reason the second one doesn't have as much blood, gore, and violence is because of the criticism from this film. And then by the third film, they're just like, we don't give a fuck. We're going to do what we want. Is this girl called Gail? No. What's the girl? Cap that's gone to the toilet. What's her name? Her name is actually Marcy. Oh, I've called her Gail for some reason. Is it oh, no, no, I've it's... called her girl. I spelled it wrong. Okay. <laughs> uh, cut to the girl. She's gone to the toilet. Yep. She's doing exactly what she said she would. Um, like every bit of like what people are doing is showing. Like there's so many scenes of people just like not doing anything in this film. Yeah. Cut to her going to the toilet. She walks out. Cut to the, you know, washing her hands. Someone's walked into the toilet block. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She hears a noise and, is that you, Kevin Bacon? <laughs> it is not. Um, um, and she, then there's a really long shot of her fixing the tap. Yeah, so the tap's not working. She really needs to wash her hands, but she hears, like, this sound in the shower. So she, you know, side-eyes Looks, looks around. Goes back to fixing the tap and then hears it again. So she goes to investigate because that's what you do. And she fixes the tap. She does. She does fix the tap. She is MacGyver. Look at her go. Um, so she, she goes into the shower and, um, you know, there's nothing in there. We get this brief shot of an axe and then she Yeah, so there's someone someone behind her. There is someone behind her. With an axe. We get the most piss poor fucking scream. It's kind of like she turns and she just goes, oh, (laughs) and then we get an axe to the face. But the axe to the face looks great. It's just a big axe. I mean, you you don't see the axe going into her face. You just see the aftermath, which is quite easy to do, you know. It is, but I'm okay with it. It's an axe to like straight in her eye kind of thing, like down. It's in her face. It's in her head. She falls down. I'm like, cool. Yeah. Happy Happy with that. And then we cut back to Strip Monopoly. (laughs) (laughs) 
for the third time. Yeah. So that- the girl, the archery girl, she's like, oh, it's raining. I think I've left my window open. So she's already, uh, the girl is, the archery girl is down just to her bra and yep. knickers. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, no, it's raining. It's still, uh, yeah, and it's now I have raining. to leave. Doesn't put her clothes back on. No. Why would you? Just puts a raincoat on and leaves her clothes. And I'm like, is this just an excuse to like have her in her underwear? Even yes. though we never see her in her underwear again. No, it is an excuse. They're all, I, I mean, we do see one titty in this film. That is about it. We see Marcy just after they've like finished having sex, and she's as in we like, we, we, very, we didn't even talk about it, did we? No, we didn't. That's it, how that's how important. It's like was. a weird shot of them like spooning when Kevin Bacon's got his hand on her boob, like yeah. like groping it, and I'm like, a bit weird. Yeah, it's like they said, oh, I don't want my boob in the cat shot, but then she shows her other boob, and I'm like, <laughs> she's like, I don't specifically want this boob. I mean, uh, this boob's off limits. I can guys. imagine she would have been getting like you know stabbed in the back with the Kevin boner. Considering he gets a boner from just being out near the lake, imagine actually being near a woman. Just a summer breeze that does it for him. Yeah. He ate a grape. (laughs) Jizzed in his pants. (laughs) Someone opened a window. Jizzed in his pants. (laughs) Ah, Lonely Island. You bring me much joy. True. Um, So, yeah. So, she goes off, um, leaves Alice and Bill to close so she can go off and close her window. Um, Alice and Bill go off and do something else. We don't know. It just cut straight to Jorts at the diner. I could have sworn that they'd gone off. I don't know. Anyway, I got distracted. Anyway, we cut to cut cut to new scene at back at the diner. I think it's the di- same I diner. Think, I think it's a different diner. Yeah, cut to a diner, and we have uh, Steve Jorts is having a coffee. He's like, what are you doing? I see. That's the thing. What did you go to the just to go have a dinner? Like to have you- a coffee? I think he was. He just wanted to go have a meal. That's up to you, mate. Whatever you want to do. And then, like, you know, he has a coffee. He pays for the coffee. He leaves. And that's the end of the scene. And I'm like, why was that even in the film? Yeah. That's like the her fixing the tap scene. Yeah. I'm like, I so get it. They're trying to do up the camp. But the, this is. The waitress is there going, ah, I wouldn't go outside there. It's a bit raining. And he's like, nah, it'll be fine. I've got my jorts and a raincoat. And a raincoat, which he did not have with him when he left. But okay. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all he's that a, happens. He's, he's driving a Jeep though. So, so he's driving a Jeep that looks exactly like the Jeep that picked up Annie. Oh, really? Yeah. Were they supposed to be foreshadowing things on who's a killer? And I didn't, I didn't get any, I didn't pick up on any of them because it's done so like loosely. Well, it is. So when he left to go into town, you know, we get the scene just after about the Jeep picking up Annie and then At no point chasing her in the did woods. I ever think anyone was the killer, but the killer. I never thought it was one of the gang, mm. ever, ever. Well, no, it, it really doesn't lead it does, into it, believing that it's anyone other than this is an outside, could, this is an outside. Well, it's because as well they mentioned that it happened years ago. So, like, what, these teens have just been mm. not evolving, not aging, just living in a camp? It doesn't make sense, you know what I mean? Like, I would like to see that movie. What? Forever teens. Forever teen. Well, it's like a forever teen. So it's like one teen who's just murdered a bunch of people and hidden out at the fucking lake the whole time, and then just every couple of years. Isn't that sleepaway camp? <laughs> no. You've seen that, haven't you? Yeah. With the dick shot. With the dick shot. <laughs> oh Everybody's yeah. Everybody's seen that film. My girlfriend made her watch it, and she'd never seen or heard of it before. So, like the whole time, I'm sitting there, we're getting closer to that scene, and I'm and she, just like, but she was so bored up until that point. She really was. Yeah. It's and not then I'm just like film. looking at her the whole time that this scene's happening. She's like, what the fuck? And she immediately just got up and left. <laughs> she just don't, don't, she doesn't like it. No. 
Um, so George gets back into his Jeep, starts to drive back to camp, and that's all we get. Yeah. Cut to the girl who has now gone um, into shower block. Yeah. So archery girl heads into the bathroom. She's going to brush her teeth. Yeah. Another shot in the shower block. Yep. Um, someone, this, yeah, we get this, uh, someone's in the shower. Yeah, someone's so hiding this, in the like, shower. little closing of the, the curtain. Um, she really doesn't notice and she finishes what she's doing and she heads out. Nothing happens. End of story. Oh, um, dear. So some people can, maybe if you're cleaning your teeth, you're safe. Who knows? Good dental hygiene will keep you safe from all murderers. It's true. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to George, Steve George and he's broken down on the side of the road in the rain. Shit. I'm like, what is the point of Steve Jorts? And you'll find out nothing. <laughs> and that police car rocks up. He goes, hey, Steve Jorts, are you okay? And he's like, no, I have to get back to my camp. He goes, I'm a policeman. I'll drive you to camp. And he goes, thanks. Yep. There's no way, Steve Jorts, get in. <laughs> <laughs> that's, and that's, yep. That's, that's pretty much the whole scene. There's no point of it. There's no point <laughs> needing to be a police car. There's no point or anything. Nope. Um, so the girl who now I've discovered her name is Brenda because Alice and Bill keep mentioning, oh, we've got to go check on Brenda. I'm like, great. Her name's Brenda. She's reading a book in bed. She starts hearing sounds. You can see the killers kind of watching her through the window. Yeah. Like, and we're hearing, <laughs> she goes out the front of, to the front door and she hears over here, like, please help, please help. And she's Yeah. Like, there's like a little child. Yeah. yeah. And now she's just walking through the woods. And it's raining. you got to remember, it's raining. She's, Pissing down with rain onto a cabin. And for some reason she hears, hello, help me, help me. And she's like, hello, little boy, are you there? You know, <laughs> like Dutch accent. Go out. <laughs> <laughs> let me go out into the woods and just walk around in the dark and see if I can in find you. Pissing down rain. Yeah. She's now wet and muddy. She's going to get a cold. It's not going to be okay. It's true. She's going to get pneumonia. I have it in my, my notes. That's how you get sick. Come on, be smarter than that. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> we can hear, um, yeah, the sounds of this little kid. He's still yelling for help. Um, and then we see some hands and they turn off the power box. Yeah, they turn on the power box. Oh, do they? Yes. Which turns... They turn on the floodlights, um, oh, which the... oh, oh, yeah, illuminates the... the archery. So now uh... we see that this girl, is uh, she's stumbled onto the archery range. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get an off-screen kill. Yeah, we just hear this off-screen scream. Well, what happened? She was like, on an archery range. It should have been an arrow to the face. This could have been really good. Yeah, and she was blinded. She couldn't see anything because like all the archery lights are on. Just off-screen kill. And I'm like, get fucked. She could have like, and it could have. This could have gone on for a little bit as well. She could have been trying to like run around the field because if she can't see the light, yeah, because they had see a, where a line of archery uh, of targets. It yeah. could have been like she went to run left and uh, one hit the target on the left and then run right, one hit the target on the right and that shit kind of brings her into the middle and then zunk into her head and yeah. it would have been great. At some point, one could have gone into her leg and immobilized her a little bit as well. Yeah, and you could have just had a right dummy, you know, that great shot of hitting a dummy in the head with an arrow and yeah. it would look great. Maybe they did and it was too violent or maybe, maybe. it didn't work. Maybe. Anyway. And yeah, I think the cutaway shots are from just the kill scenes that didn't work. Quite um, possibly. Because if anyone can do it, it's Savini. Um, so anyway. then we get um, cut to the last girl. Yeah. So Alice, <laughs> she's she's now back in the cabin. She's, she's the final girl. Yeah. She's playing the guitar and, you know, she's in front of the – she puts some wood on the fire. Um, Bill comes in from outside. He's wearing his little cute red poncho. Um, and they, he's like, I heard a scream. 
Wait, I think is her name Brenda? Brenda just died. Yeah, they're like they go to check on. They're like, we yeah. gotta go find Brenda, and they just run around everywhere, like everywhere yeah, that she's not. They really do because she's like, oh, I heard a scream outside, and the archery field's lights are on, and so they go to the, the window to have a look, and now they're not on. And he's like, oh, they were on a minute ago. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so so yeah. they go to check on her. She's not there. Yeah. All they find, and they're like, here she is. <laughs> I think that's a bloody axe sleeping in her bed. Now, this is Brenda. Yeah. So, there's, yeah. for some reason, there's a bloody axe mm. sleeping in Brenda's bed. Yep. Like, it's 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 axe, it's axe head is on the pillow. Yeah. And they've, it's like, they've, like, thunked it out of the, the skull. Would have been great. They pick it up and, like, Brenda, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, hang on. We need Bill, to ask I think you a question. An, yeah. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> had to do it. Um, so, they're um, like, shit, let's go see Kevin Bacon then and ask him what's going on. Well, yeah, because they head back to the bathroom. So we go back to the bathroom. They kind of walk in. Nothing happens. Then they head to like an office to find a phone. Yeah. They, so they go, break into an office. They go break into the front office of the uh, of the camp. Yep. And they try and use the phone. But bum, bum, bum. Phone line's been cut. Kick, 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 kick. Ma, 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 ma. Shit. What are they going to do? So they try to leave. Um, so they head over to the the that red Ford, the the pickup truck, and that's broken as it well. It won't start. It's broken. What's yep. wrong with this car? It's got no wheels. No, <laughs> shit. Um, and then so that that's happening. And, and meanwhile, we, we cut back to Steve Jorts. Steve Jorts. Um, cop gets called for a head-on collision, and he basically has to be like, "Sorry, Steve, get out of the fucking car." Get out of my car, Steve Jorts. There's real crime happening in this small neighborhood. And he's like, <laughs> "No worries." Yep, so it's like a head-on collision. He's like, I'll be there in 15 minutes. So Steve Jorts gets out and starts to walk. Is it still raining? It's still raining. still yeah. raining. So he rocks up um, to the Crystal Lake sign and he sees someone. and he So he's blinded by a torch. Yeah, someone's um, so We a tor- don't see who it is. And he's like, oh, okay. Oh, hey. Hey, what are you doing out here? And is immediately we get that. <gasps> and I'm like, are you fucking kidding yeah. me? We just went through an hour of watching Steve Jorts go get a coffee Drive halfway there, break down, get picked up, and then he gets to the front of the place and doesn't even get into the thing. I thought he was going to be the guy that comes in at the end and does at least a little bit of help before he dies. You know, the guy, he might come in and he's got a shotgun and he, like, you know, tries to help but still does. No, that whole looping story arc of Steve George, no reason. Yeah, he died the way he lived. Well, how? Boring. Oh, jorting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, so yeah, Bill heads out again. So we cut back to the, the cabin. Now we cut back to the killer. He's, he's, the killer now cuts all the lights. So now the camp is dark. It all goes like, yeah. down. So we're like, <gasps> yeah. So Alice is like, she's had a bit of a freak out. Bill sees that the lights are out. They need to go head it on. So she's asleep on the couch and he's like, I'm going to be a hero. I'm going to go fix the generator. Why so not? Bill goes off. Alice, he's got a lantern. Yeah, he's he's wearing his cute little red poncho and he's got a lantern. He's you know he could have been an endearing character. Yeah, but we have no character development in this film. And he gets to the generator and he's like, "Here's the problem, it's out of gas." <laughs> and I'm like, "Good on you." So I would have just been like, "Oh, someone unplugged it." Yeah, um, maybe we should put some more gas in it. No, no, let's not bother. No. Cut back to the cabin with the final girl. Yep. She wakes up in fright, um, just wakes up from a nightmare. Yeah, because she, she was asleep. Hmm. And then she's like, oh, I need a cup of tea. Yep. So <laughs> like, she goes, yeah. starts to boil the kettle and make a cup of coffee. 
She's, you know, she's very, she's feeling very uneasy. And I was like, okay, kettle, hot. There's going to be some use with the kettle. Right? No. No, <laughs> everything the characters do is for no reason. Yeah. Um, and so it was a long scene of watching her boil the kettle, the get the cups out, get, she goes into the pantry. I suppose it's foreshadowing the pantry, but we've already had the pantry foreshadowed with Crazy Ralph. Yeah. She goes all the way into the pantry, gets the sugar out, brings out the sugar, slowly teaspoons it into everything. And I'm like, <sighs> the whole time. But she doesn't even finish making her cup of coffee because no. in this time, she's just like, I'm going to go find Bill. She's like, but hang on, this coffee, nah. I don't want to make it now. I'm going to go find Bill. Should have just had some Jara. So she, yeah, she just had a cup of water. <laughs> so she goes to the generator room and she finds Bill's poncho. Not Bill's poncho. Something's happened to Bill. And like, oh no, Bill's out there naked. <laughs> I told him never to do this again. Um, but it's okay because Bill's not naked or cold because she finds him hanging on the door with his throat cut with a bunch of arrows in him. Like, oh my God, he got everyone else's kill. He in does, one go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she walks out, she closes the door, and he's on the front of the door. And, yeah, he just looks fucked up. Like He has the throat cut, he has the arrows. I'm like, well, he got every kill got that was. everything that should have happened to everyone. Yeah, everyone that was killed off screen all happened to Bill in one go. Yeah. So, so Alice, of course, so she, she ma- starts out. masturbating. Because <laughs> that's so hot. No, she doesn't. Um, she freaks out. She starts. She runs back to the cabin. She immediately like barricades herself in the cabin with some rope. Oh my god, this is so good. She, so she, she, the door is an outward opening door. So yeah. it makes sense. She ties a rope around the doorknob and ties it up in the thing, so you can't pull it out. With. Then spends like ten minutes of film footage piling furniture up against the door, and I'm like, but it opens outwards. Yeah, furniture and wood. And against w- the door and closing the curtains. So the only that's not going to do anything. No. Then she picks up a bat, a baseball bat that was just conveniently sitting at the desk. Oh, well, um, also, when she finds you know Bill attached to the door, this is the first time an hour and eleven minutes into the film that anyone finds a dead body. It is, isn't it? Yeah, an hour and eleven minutes. Everything else has just been like off-screen kills, like a little bit of kill, and no one's found. Like there was a great opportunity, like we were saying with like the sexy scene with Kevin Baker, for him to the blood splatter onto his face. Yeah, he could have gotten up and looked yep. and had a bit of panic, but they're like, no, no, don't want to get him up. Like yep. you know, because we can't do the bed scene. That's there. right. Maybe he could have looked at the body and gone, <gasps> and then gone to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> then he would have masturbated. It would have been great. Why not? So she's picked up a, yeah, she's got a baseball bat and she goes into the kitchen and pulls out a marshmallow skewer, which is the best thing that I can describe it. It's like a three-pronged skewer, which you would have your marshmallows Yeah, so on. she's got a, a machete as well. Does she? Have, she doesn't. Yeah, she has, uh, wait, I've written it here. Um, she runs into the cabin, uses the rope to tie the door, puts the furniture, she picks up a baseball bat mm. and a fork. So she's got a baseball bat. She's got a yeah, look, she's uh, got a bat and she's got a marshmallow skewer. Yeah, she's got yeah. A, a bat and a fork. Yeah. So she's ready. She's ready to make some she's sort like, of... what am I going to do? My kitchen rules. Here we go. <laughs> Tenderizer. She's like, what am I going to do? And then Brenda is immediately thrown through the window. Yeah, so a corpse coming in. Suddenly all the corpses are, are being uh, done. We get this weird screeching from Alice, like this this elongated scene of her just like, <laughs> and then she leaves the cabin. Like it's it goes on a little bit too long. It's not like 
some people just can't scream. Maybe she doesn't have the scream in her. I don't know. But then she leaves. Yeah, we see Steve. Is it Steve um, Jorts's Jeep rocks up? Yeah, so a Jeep rocks up. We think it's Steve's Jeep. Why would it be? He's dead. Exactly. We think. Um, and she's immediately greeted by a woman. A so, character that hasn't been mentioned or no. been in the film up until this point. So she's a, an, I'm not going to say elderly woman. She's in her 50s. Like, she would be a golden girl. She's in a, she's a mum age. Yeah, she's 80s mum age. Um, she's know. a age. Yes. Um, and she's wearing, like, this very lovely blue sweater, which she has probably knitted herself. Was it blue? I thought it was grey. No, it's blue. It's knitted. You should get your eyes tested down. Yeah, I should. I'm concerned. Um, anyway, she introduces herself. I'm Mrs. Voorhees. Um, Which Alice means nothing. means nothing to any of us. Um, Alice immediately just starts freaking out. She's like, please don't leave me. They're going to kill you. She's like, I was a friend of all the people who originally, originally yeah. run this camp. That's, well, that's exactly right. Um, and then she's like, she's like, there's a killer out there. They're going to kill you. And she's like, dear, I'm not afraid. No. And then so she goes inside. Um, she sees all of the, the, the bodies that are around. And she she's just like, she does this weird, like, we're getting a little bit of overacting from Mrs. Voorhees, which I'm but first she, But first she starts, she first she relays the story of like, did you know a while back there was a kid here that drowned oh, and the camp get... counsellors were making love? Yes, we get the, the fantastic monologue. Um, and she's just like, did you know that a boy drowned here the year before these two others were killed? Uh, the counsellors weren't paying any attention. They were making love while that young boy drowned. His name was Jason. I was working the day it happened, preparing meals here. I was the cook. Jason should have been watched every minute. He was. He wasn't a very good swimmer. We can go now, dear. What? Yep. And that's it. That's that's her monologue. It's a great monologue. Mm. Um, we get this uh, little flashback of a little boy drowning. He's in. He like he's in the pool and he's like, "Help me, help me." He's not in the pool. He's in the fucking lake. Sorry. Yeah. Um. And she she's, she starts, she's like, help me, mum. And then she immediately answers herself. She's like, I am. And she she turns around and says the iconic lines, like, you see, Jason was my son and today is his birthday. Is that why it's called Friday the 13th? Because yeah. Friday the 13th was his birthday? Well, I mean, the 13th of whatever month it was, I'm guessing. Yeah, like, so I didn't know it was Jason's birthday every time he came back. So he's reborn every time. Is that what it is? I don't know. Because it makes sense if he comes back every Friday the 13th because that's his birthday. Yeah. He's reborn. Well, it would be June 13th and that's not going to be a Friday every Oh, yeah, because he's still awake. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so then immediately they start tussling. They yeah, start, she's only attacked. She doesn't she know. Miss Voice just pulls, uh, pulls out a knife. She just starts yeah. attacking the girl. And I'm like, why, why, why didn't she just kill her like everyone else she just killed by surprise? We will get to that because I saw in your notes that you were like, idiot. So, yeah, Alice runs out into the camp. You know, Annie runs. At first she hits Mrs. Voice with a fire poker. She does, doesn't she? Yeah, and then uh, to, to get the upper hand. Yep. So she then we get fire this... pokers her in the back and then bait bails out and runs into the camp. That's how it's done. Um, she runs to the uh, – I just refer to Mrs. Voorhees as Mrs. V for the rest because it's just too t hard to type Mrs. Voorhees. Um, she finds Annie in the front of Mrs. V's car. She turns and we get that really cool like Halloween-style uh, 
discovery where Steve, Steve Jorts, he's, he starts swinging down. Yeah, he's she has all these set down. up bodies in yeah. for preparation that she has to run a certain way. And I was like, that does Maybe yeah. it's leading her to where she wants. I don't know. Anyhow, all, suddenly all the bodies from the film all start there. Right, she's running into them at her most panicked moments. Yeah. And then Mrs. V starts talking to herself um, as her her kid. Um, she's, it's like, kill Kill for me, mummy. Don't let her get away, mummy. Yeah. Kill her, mummy. Yeah, kill and her. And she's saying that. Or is it in her head? No, she's saying it. So it's very much like, it's like, like a split the personality. Norman Bates kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Split personality. So she keeps yeah. reverting back to being Jason for a sec. Or what she thinks is Jason, yeah. which is going, kill him, mummy. Yeah. Kill him. Kill him all. Yeah. They're all fucking. So that's what Brenda heard. Oh. Um, Alice hides out in what I've now referred to as the armory. It's it's the boathouse, but there it's just like a fucking wall of guns. Yeah, well, it is. A, and then there are squirrels up. around. Everyone knows they are the most dangerous animal. <laughs> um, none of these guns are locked up, but I'm guessing the ammo's locked up because she's trying. She's Which got is the weird. gun. She's trying to get into. Well, a gun is useless without the ammo. Yeah, it's true, but um. Back in the, 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 this day, like, the ammo being locked in a separate thing wasn't really a thing. But then again, there are kids around, so maybe yeah. they. Then again, it is America, mm-hmm. and they have the right to have that gun. Well, every camper gets a free gun. It's true. Yep. Um, so Mrs. V comes in. Um, Alice is pointing at the, at the gun at her. She's bluffing she, her. She doesn't she's... need to know that the gun's not loaded. Yeah. Um, and she's like, kill her, mummy. Um, so Mrs. V smacks Alice around. We get some really cool like fight scenes, and then Alice just fully cunt punts her with the gun. Yeah, just right, just into the vag. Right. Oh God, it would have hurt. And then, was I in from the pussy to the face? She like <laughs> does her in the, and then um, she might not have had a. Yep. Did you call it cunt punt? I did. <laughs> with the gun, yep. with the butt of the gun. Uh, anyhow, uh, so Alice runs off. She now, runs outside. We've got this crazy game of cat and mouse happening, and they're kind of just like running after each other. Like, you know, Mrs. V is like running after and, Alice. And like, we get Mrs. Voice also like saying all just like weird sun things, like, yeah, mummy, mummy, she's an idiot, mummy, she didn't do her taxes properly for years. <laughs> you just, you got to carry the one. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't know how to do long division. <laughs> get her, mummy. <laughs> uh, Alice immediately runs back into the cabin she and she the hides cabin. in the pantry. The place where no one ever thinks to look for anyone. The no. only one place that you could possibly hide anywhere in the whole camp. Yeah, it's true. Um, so Mrs. V, you hear her come into the house. She's like smashing things around. And uh, so Alice has got the door. She's holding onto that handle for dear life. Nothing can get in. Nothing can get then out. Then we see. Um, and then we hear a leaf. We hear a leaf. Mrs. Voice is like, nah. Can't find it. Don't know where this pantry is. She's not in here, clearly. Um, Alice sort of sits against the door. She's, she's let go of the handle and she's just like, like oh, that, thank God that's over. That lady must have been crazy. <laughs> don't know. She's gone. But surprise, no, she's not. No, she's still there. Um, so you get this really, I like this scene. It's like a nice kind of setup where the, you just see the door handle turning, mm. just spinning, and then um, this for he's. So she like smashes. She, she does, starts macheteing the door. Yeah, because I'm like, why? She had an axe earlier. Why didn't she run off and get the axe? I don't know. Now she's got a machete. Ho ho ho! But machete here, yeah. macheteing a door wouldn't do anything. Eh? No, and it, it is very much a, a similar vibe to The Shining, where yeah, that's Jack's what I thought as well. The... But maybe they thought that if they used the axe, The Shining came out two years before this. Didn't it come out in the same year? Maybe the same year. The Shining came out. Oh no, in, yeah, Halloween was two years. Yeah, before. so. So this gives you an idea of like 
I mean, you look at the- Shining and then you look at this and you're like, ooh, ooh. Budgets and directors is all I'm going to say. True. Um, uh, I mean, this movie made a lot of money. Oh, yeah. So they tussle again, um, you know. They- and at first, like, she comes in and the girl picks up a frying pan and fucking home alones her straight into the face of the frying pan. So, first of all, that's a fucking cast iron skillet. Those things are heavy. You would have to be quite strong to be able to just lift and whack someone across the head with that. And if you're getting smacked in the head with a cast iron skillet, you're not getting up. Well, it just seemed too home alone for me. It was almost comedy. Thung. It was like that thunk. I love that thunk. Anyhow, um, the, anyhow, the girl, uh, what's her name, Alice? Alice. She Alice, leaves, final girl, runs out to the she lake. She And she sits on, she kind of just. Yeah, she has this like stroll across the lakefront. She's like, I'm okay now. It's okay. And she sits down next to a canoe. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. like, wow, I'm tired. I'm just going to plonk myself right here. Uh, but no, Mrs. V comes back. They tussle again. Um, there is a lot of hair pulling and a lot of biting in yeah, the scene. Yeah, they're like rolling around and yeah, they're all muck, they're you know they're in the sand. They have a roll around. They have a fight for eight. Uh, I think, I think uh, Mrs. Voice has a machete. At she this does point. have yep. a machete. She tries to like stab her. It's just not happening. It's just hey, it's, it's like a comedy of errors. Um, they roll around. Mrs. I think Voorhees, a bumbling fool. At some point, she loses the machete and um, she. Alice picks it up and she comes running at her in slow motion and we get this beautiful scene of her decapitating Mrs. Voorhees. Yeah, I like this decapitation because they had her hands in the shot, like trying to like, you <laughs> know, up in front of the camera, which made it a really good illusion. Like, yeah. Even though it was just a dummy. It, but having the hands there made it look really good and then the blood. Yeah, except that it was Tom Savini's hands. Oh, were they? They were so hairy. Oh, no. Well, she. <laughs> who knows who she is really? Yeah, well, we don't know. Maybe it was. So she, yeah, she's taken her fucking head off. It's over. Um, Alice immediately climbs into the canoe and just drifts off down the lake. Yeah, it gets into the middle of the lake. Cause, I mean, it's not a lake. It's, it's not down the lake. It's, well, into it's, the lake. Yeah, it's like a, it's not like a river where she can float away. No, it's, it's she's a, just, she's in a lake. It's a man-made lake. Yeah. It probably is a man-made. Um, yeah, that's it. So morning comes, she's, this is a beautiful shot too. This is absolutely beautiful. If the lake was just a little bit more still, it would have been just like a, a photo. Um, so she's laying in the, the lake, uh, sorry, on the canoe in the lake. Her fingers are sort of in, in the water. Um, we get this really cool, powerful piano ballad. This very like almost, uh, I'd say like almost a bold and a beautiful kind of thing. Oh. Yeah. Um, cops rock up. They're on the edge of the lake. They're screaming at her. She's not paying it's all, any But there's no, it's all um, done with just music. There's no, there's no yeah. sound effects or anything. So you just, it's kind of like a, like a film clip almost vibe. So you're just seeing the police like going, hey. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, she wakes up and notices the cops. Um, oh, great. Someone's here to rescue her. She's safe. And just as she's, I don't know, she's probably about to like paddle back to shore what happens, Dan? Suddenly, a Jason child mutant man comes up from the water behind her, grabbing her and pulling her down into the lake. Mm-hmm. But then suddenly cut to, <gasps> wake up. She's in the hospital. Did yep. that happen? Did it not? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, there, she's in there with the police and the doctors and she's like, <gasps> so gonna, did you find Jason, the boy in the water? 
and they're like no we just found you and then there's a close-up shot of her face and like real close up and she looks at the camera and goes then he's still there yeah yeah it's like did you find the boy there was no boy yeah it is still there. <laughs> Bang. Cut yep. to credits. Done. Oops, dropped my pen. All right. Final thoughts. I like this film. Like it <laughs> this is a this is a classic. So this is a definitely a, a gateway film for any kind of horror fan or any fan of the just film genre. It is not the strongest of the Friday the thirteenth films, but it's also not the worst of the Friday the thirteenth. What's the films. worst one? Jason Takes Manhattan? Ask my girlfriend and she'll tell you that that's the one. Um, I'm going to say Jason Goes to Hell. That one's pretty garbage. It's heaps good. They Is get it? him with a rocket launcher at the start. <laughs> they blow him up. They're like, fuck Jason. They wait for him to come. They, they set up a fake Crystal Lake scenario, the, the, the SWAT team, to bring him out and then they blow him up with a rocket launcher. That's the best idea in the world. <laughs> nah. Sure. Um, you know, it's, it's, it is low budget. It is what it is. I think the fact that this film has spawned a franchise of, what, 10, 11 more movies, it's fine. It's never going to be Halloween, but it's always going to be one of those films that are just side by side. It has made me wonder, though, which is the more um, financially viable or successful, I guess, franchise, Halloween or Friday the 13th. Yeah, well, I... I well, this is like phenomenal how much money this film made compared to how much it costs. And yeah. this would have been like, you know, a precursor to people wanting to make films like this and make that much money. Yeah. Um, well, this is really this. So Halloween started this trend. Friday the 13th just fucking kicked it off. So after this film came out, then we get more. Yeah. Which is true. It, it did start. It, it, it did start a thing. Um, I thought. This is, is was, this film was not as good as I thought it would be. Sure. I thought it would have that. I was I was really sitting down, getting ready to f- have a Halloween style of like a really good camp film. Mm. You know, with like fleshed out characters, fleshed out camp stuff with the added killer stuff in it. And all I got was just some killing scenes with yeah. some characters that weren't fleshed out. The gore was great. It yes. was textbook Savini. Mm-hmm. The throat cut, the axe to the face, the head chopping scene at the end were just like the best gore, like super good gore. Um, but, yeah, lots of characters with hardly any screen time and hardly any development of who they were. Um, and it clearly wasn't a woman doing the killing. No. Like. No. It uh, that and was that's just, just like, that's what it comes down to with your budgetary constraints, like. But this is a lie. Yeah, it, <laughs> like, is, it is a lie if you notice the lie. And then I written like Mrs. Voorhees was such a bumbling fool at the end. How did she manage to kill all these other people so well, and then just couldn't handle this one girl? So here's so Mrs. Voorhees is a woman. She is not some kind of super being. She's not like. Any kind of supernatural power. She exposed herself to all the other kills first. They all saw her first and she overpowered them and killed them all. I don't think she did. I think it was so she killed Steve Jorts. He knew her. He was not ready for her to come up and just like in the belly. Um, I think that she used the element of surprise for most of these kills. Why no didn't one... she do it for the last one? Why did she need to? Is she? I don't know. Maybe she just needed to make herself known. Like, you know, well, you're the last last bitch standing. You're going to hear what i got to say. Maybe. She turned thing. into a Karen at the end. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Ultimate yeah, Karen. she wanted to get the manager. So, yes. Well, yeah, so I feel that 
you know, she's she's not this crazy super strength woman who's going to be able to do all these things and execute all these things. But if you've got the element of surprise, if you're really clever and sneaky, you could pick up a bunch of people. True. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> she's just so bumbly. I gave it a G. Good mm-hmm. for its time, but it's not held up. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I gave it a C. It is a classic that everyone should probably watch. You might not enjoy it as much coming into it going, well, where's the guy in the hockey mask? I see, I knew he wasn't going to be in it, but yeah. I was still ready. Like, I, if I, I would watch Halloween again over this. Yes. Like, just well, to- I very rarely come back to this. So this is one that I will watch every couple of years. No. Whereas I'll probably watch Halloween a couple of times a year. A couple of times? Yeah. You're crazy. Sometimes I just like to chuck it on. That's fair enough, fair enough. Mm. Yeah. All right. What are we going to do next week? I don't know. It's your choice. Oh, is it? Yeah. I'm going to choose Child's Play 2. Yes. I could do Child's Play 1, but I like 2s. 2's good. Yeah, I love it's, a it's sequel. my favourite one. Yep. It's my favourite Child's Play. So Child's Play 2 next week, everyone, if you want to get, get in early or if you just want to hear us talk about it. Then you, you don't have to watch it. Next Tuesday to hear it. Yeah. I'm it's excited. Gonna, it's going to be the best. It is. Thanks, guys. Uh, you've been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. We are available on all major podcasting services and also on the YouTube. But no matter the where you choose. The U.S. of the tubes. The U.S. of the tubes. There ain't no UB, tubey, then I don't know. Anyway. Um, no matter where you choose to consume us, please make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, leave a comment or a review, and share with all your friends. We also have an Instagram at TerrorVisionPod, which will keep you up to date with upcoming episodes, trivia, and, of course, memes that are definitely three years old by now. We also have an email, TerrorVisionPod at gmail.com. Let us know what you want us to watch, discuss, anything like that. We just like to interact with y'all. Um, you can also interact with us on the Facebooks. Um, our opening and closing music is Void Swell by Sister Wife. And please, if you are listening to us on iTunes or Apple, whatever, please give us like scroll down to the bottom of the uh, of the the app and give us a star review and maybe even a review. It helps us out heaps. We've noticed like. I did a call out on Facebook uh, earlier on in the week. We had a whole bunch of people that did it. Thank you very much. And that's obviously going to keep helping us. But, um, yeah, if you haven't done it and you have been enjoying the show, even if you're one of those bloody YouTube listeners, get onto your iPod, iPad <laughs> app. At, I, what is it? iPod or whatever. And just give us a star rating and yeah. a review because it helps our algorithms so bit much. A, a bit of an old thumbs up or something. Thumbs up. Even just a star. It's yeah. easy to just go. Star. Yeah. And remember, until next week. May all your dreams be nightmares. Choo, 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 mama. Ha, 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 ha.